Father, we thank you this morning. We yield to your spirit. Lord, cause it that as we hear this morning, we shall hear. As we see, we shall see. That we may have understanding and be able to do that which pleased you. That your name may be glorified and be praised upon the land. In Jesus' name. So say amen. amen. <clears throat> Every time we come to God's presence, God has something to retreat. You know, I should say this. While I was serving, when the pastor is coming to preach, the women or the church will sing a song. When I was in the Anglican church in the military barracks, we used to call them Zumuntamata. That means women fellowship. They're the ones that sing like the choir. Sometimes there's a choir, then there's a women fellowship. When the vicar is coming, they sing for the vicar to come. And I think it's a call for attention. But in reality, the Lord begins to minister to you the moment you step your feet in the congregation. God doesn't start speaking when pastors start speaking. God speaks when his people congregate. That's why when you enter the church on Sunday morning, enter with reverence. Because from that very hour, the Lord is desirous to minister to you. And that was what John the Beloved said in Revelation chapter 1, I think verse 10. He said, and I was in the spirit on the lost day. Now, let me say to you, which day is not the lost day? None. But he was in the spirit on this day and he heard the Lord speaking to him. That means God speaks to people. Say, Father, this morning, speak to me and I will hear your voice. And I pray for strength, for obedience in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to start this morning from Hebrews. A very short admonishment from the book of Hebrews. Chapter 12. The reason I want to start from here, and I want you to please pay attention, is because of the times we are in for this deception in the highest order. And I want us to be mindful of the activities of Satan. Not in fear, but in preparation. 
The Bible says we must not be ignorant of the devices. That means we mustn't be unawares. If you get unawares, it will be to your own disadvantage. The reason we must be aware is because of the precious thing that we carry. And what is that precious thing we carry? It's redemption. For we are born again, not by the seed that is corruptible, but the seed that is what? Incorruptible. When a seed is incorruptible, it means it's precious. That's why he said, for we are saved by the precious blood. Hebrew says, it says, for we are saved through the blood by the power of the spirit. When he says, what shall it profit a man if he gains what? And loses. Now, simple mental logic. One soul of a man is more valuable than the whole world. Ah. Let me say it again. Say my soul is of higher value than the whole world. That means the prince of Dubai is a, is, is a pauper compared to me in the spirit. Someone didn't get that. Glory to God. So when I walk, I walk with knowledge. So if I see his Bugatti, that's a toy. I say, hey, where's your own? <laughs> if God can open your eyes to see, you will know. But my eyes are open. You think I'm saying? If you can bow to worship me, I will give you all the world. He said, no, I have it already. Yet, he still uses that to trick us. But guess what? He's been around for ages. So he knows the weakness of man. So there's something we carry as believers that is precious that he's after. And we must watch it. So much the more as the age is winding down. How many of you know that when you're playing football match, and you're an extra time. You know how they start. Have you seen sometimes at the last minute when they are either on draw or something, even goalkeeper will come to come and play corner or to come and not. Have you seen it before? At that point, the coach also is even trying to come and join the players. You see him at the edge. You, you tell them, everybody anyhow and sometimes I've seen amazingly goalkeepers calling at that time with header <laughs> because he knows whichever way if we don't go now we might die if we go we might die let's die going that's the state Satan is and those he's fighting 
don't even know there's anything at stake. So the reason he's winning is because he is in the spirit and he understands the season. You know what Christ said? He said, how come you look in the evening when weather is cold, you say it will rain. When it's hot, you say no, it will. He said, how come you can't discern the signs of the Son of Man? few things I'm going to share this morning. I'm, I'm going to ask about to level. Take it. It's okay, church. Even if it's not okay, it's okay. It's all it goes. So I don't want... I just want to ask you. Amen. There's someone called... I think it's Madoff. Lawrence Madoff. What's, what, what's the name? This guy in the US that, that, that did the, the, the Ponzi scheme. No, his, his name is Madoff Lawrence, but... There's a first name that is known with, that's popular. But you, 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 you know him. I'll try to remember his name fully. I know him very well. That man defrauded the U.S. government to the tune of about $64.8 billion in Ponzi scheme. He began a company in 1990, Bernard Madoff. Bernard Lawrence Madoff. That's his name. He began this company in 1990 with his children. But the intent was to create a Ponzi scheme. So he was giving fictitious return on investment. So he was doing like, like um, MMM. But Americans standardized almost true looking MMM. Because US government also invested in MMM. They made him the head of Nasdaq. Madoff Securities was number five on S&P 500. Now, if you know what that means, you will know S&P means Standard and Poor's. It's a, it's a name to, to ascertain the best 500 companies in, a, in the world. He's number five. In fact, because of his... They made him the head of Nasdaq. Nasdaq is America's SEC, Security and Exchange Commission. So that the ones that determines how the economy. Benamadov was the head, and he was giving money to the to Congress. Bernie Sanders, thirty million dollars. Hillary Clinton, huge sums across the aisle. But one day. They discover that the thing is not adding up. So he has put his son, Mark and Andrew, as a legal advisor and the financial operators. So everything, so he told the children that actually this is Ponzi scheme. Nobody should know. By the time the government would realize, the money has gone. They couldn't trace where he kept the monies, but they got $14.5 billion. Till today, they are still searching for the rest. Many Americans sold their homes, their retirement, and, and invested it in Benamadov. Because he has been around for since 1990. That a man has been around for long doesn't mean it is true. By the time they knew, he was arrested in 2008. 
He was sent to prison for 150 years for defrauding the American populace and American government and members of Congress. They wondered how they did not know that's the power of deception. They all thought they were following the right thing. People sold houses because he has given some people returns on investment. And those he gave the investment, they now doubled that return again and reinvested. So it's the power of deception. So when Jesus warned, beware that no man, I wish you know the weight of this thing. For there are many that will mount the pulpit for 50 years. What is deception? As the age is closing now, you must guard your salvation. Someone say, God. He said, Dearly beloved, strive to keep your salvation with fear and what? Or you think it's nothing for the same that? Someone say, keep your salvation. That means it's worth keeping. In fact, that's your highest investment. And that's what Satan is looking for. But because he is spirit, he knows the implication of what you have. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. How? They saw it. It says, demons, they know the Lord and the word. They tremble. You know what tremble means? And you know the Lord. And you are, you know, it shows you don't really know him. For anyone that knows God will actually tremble at his feet. There will be a fear, a holy fear of God. He said, if I be your God, where is my honor? But you know, most of the times in our day, men come to church to honor themselves more than God. You know, in the week, I had my wife sing a song. And I just began to worship God on the bed. She was downstairs. I was just lying down. I, I was studying and just went to the room to just lie down. And she, she sang a song and I began to worship God. I was just crying. And I know that if my children just came, I said, why are you crying? I told them I'm crying for the Lord. I'm crying to him. I'm just worshiping God. So you cry to worship? Yes. For he that cries to the Lord in worship will not cry for disaster. Amen. I learned to worship God. Wow. I sat down. And I know the angels to the Lord. Hallelujah to the Lord. And there was once they sang it. I said, wow, that's true. And I began to sing the song. 
I sang it over and over. I sang it on my bed to the Lord in honor to him. I'm not ashamed to worship him in the congregation of the saints for he's worthy of praise and honor. For it's he who has saved me and rescued me from the wrath to come. Hallelujah. Romans, Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12. From verse 1 and 2. I read quickly. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. I cause them to lose it by one million, one billion millisecond second. Because actually the hair can drag them. So they pack it and use and wear that thing. So it's not for for sure, you see them wear those small things and they look, they almost don't wear anything. So they can streamline their bodies so the body can respond to the water. It's because of the race that is set before them. That's why as the time is coming close, we must begin to be aware of the things Satan can use to weigh us down. We are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Therefore, let us lay, someone say lay aside. That means it's in our power to so do. He didn't say I will take it. You lay aside the weight. And fortunately, we know the weight. We are very aware. True or false? And as God brings to your consciousness the weight, lay it aside. Begin to pray, Lord, this weight, take it from me. Your word says, your, your yoke is easy. Your burden is what? It's light. It says by the unction of the anointing, the yoke shall be broken and the bondage what destroyed. Lord, this yoke, this weight, for some people is envy. It's just there. And you know it. You are not happy when someone is doing well. Come at beer, and you are a believer, it will drag you back. Have you seen when some cars are walking and the plug is not complete? You know, it's a weight. Some is bitterness that comes from offense. In what offense is. I don't know why they did this to me. And actually, they didn't do anything to you. It is you that thought they've done something because there's an evil seed inside of you that you have not dealt with. 
as you expose yourself to God's word, it will expose it. So anyone that abhors such evil it means he's not a person of scriptures because scripture will reveal it. Amen. Amen. Let's lay it aside. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured despising he did. If he had to sacrifice for salvation, you have to sacrifice till the end. So this idea that once I'm born again, everything else doesn't matter has no basis in scriptures. Because you are going to a city whose maker and builder is God. God had to send Satan out of heaven because of sin. You can't take sin there. You know what he saw in Satan? Pride. Arrogance. Deceit. Name every sin was found in him. And Michael fought him out. Then never you think you can get in there with sin. We must learn not to make practice of sin. First Corinthians chapter 6. Can we read from verse 9 this morning? You know. Hallelujah. I was reading yesterday the book of Ezekiel. 33. From verse 1. I, 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 I'm trying to go to eschatology. But I think. Just feel pressed here. And the Lord said to Ezekiel. Raise a cry to my people and speak these words to them. It says, When my prophet sees an enemy coming, that means the reason God has set pastors and believers is to warn. As I warn you, you warn. So in those days, they, 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 the, the city is surrounded by walls and mountains. So there are watchmen on the mountains. So they can see enemy coming. Because when they're coming, it's horses. They will see dust. And then they will, because some people are farming outside. They will start shouting and blowing the shofar. And that's why said, Paul said that every sound or every trumpet has its definite sound. For if he doesn't have a sound, how will we know how to prepare for what? For war. So there's a sound of war. When it's blown, everybody takes off and comes to the safe city. And the doors closed. He said, if the prophet shall see the danger coming and not alarm the people, the blood of the dead shall be upon Say, but if he alarms them and they choose not to, their blood shall be upon their heads. May the person's blood you are, you are meant to shout and call on not be on your head. And how will it not be on your head? By responding and warning. 
us lay aside because we are going to a city whose maker and builder is God. This is how God has called us to live a sanctified life upon this earth. Because as he is, tonight, right this morning, I'm trusting God to help us to press in and break through a certain level of the flesh. That the true light of God must shine. The reason the church is unable to shine forth the light is there's too much wet wood in the fire. And rather than bringing forth fire, there's only smoke without fire. For when there's true fire, you hardly see smoke. You see the impact and the effect of the fire. That's why just 12 men can turn the entire Asia Minor. 12 men. If God can, can, can get to us in divine circumcision and sanctification, through us, he will do much more. He's able. It is not an, the inability of God. It is the unpreparedness of the people. More than able to accomplish what he he will do. He's able. More, more than able. Everything he's able, he's ready, more than able. That through you, his light will shine, he's able. That through us, the gospel will spread. That through us, righteousness shall be seen, the land faith shall be taught and learnt by experience. He's able, more. Then to make me what he wants. Now he is able. Now question is, am I willing? Because there are things he has commanded us to do. You can't keep lying. He said, for how can sweet water? James said, and bitter water, how can blessing and cursing come from the same fountain? He says it's impossible. That's why we see many smoke, no fire. We see many crowd as they leave. You see Satan manifesting in their very midst. But when God raises and finds few men purified and sanctified, he's able to reach the world. In a few moments, can God trust you? Can you yield yourself and begin to win and cast and drop every weight of the flesh? Let me run this morning. And verse 2 of Hebrews, Hebrews 12. Verse 2, he said, looking unto Jesus, 
the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down now at the right hand of God the Father. Hallelujah. Hebrews 12, from verse 14. I want to touch on a few things. Actually, I was mentioning 1 Corinthians 6. Okay. From verse 9. Let me throw that in. Are you, are you with me this morning? Because if we are God's children, then we must live by the laws of God. If not, we will be hypocrites. And God contends with hypocrites. Angels fight hypocrites. They withstand them. Just like the angel withstood Balaam and raised the sword. Matthew, Balaam was God's prophet. And the angel was set to kill him. Because at that point he has ceased to become the voice of God. And God had to cause a donkey. On the grounds of God will show someone mercy here this morning. I know God shows mercy. He will call you to a change of heart. He will expose that weakness in yourself to you. And I will bring you to a place of deep repentance. For the first time, donkeys began to speak. And they said, Balaam, I've been your donkey all these years. Have I ever disobeyed you? Are you, are you blind? Can't you see the angel with a sword? That's when his eyes opened. And it says the donkey is more righteous than I have been. Wow. So the people we think sometimes in church are inconsequential, sometimes are more righteous than those we think are on top. Let no man think of himself highly and don't eye any other person's position. Satan is wicked. He will wait for you and walk on you. You know, like a car parked. Some people, they are parked in stand workshop permanently. He's working on them. You know, so when you park your car to, sorry, to, to make it to work on, it's about the cars that, that are very bad. When the car keeps going to the mechanic workshop, that, that car has ceased to be a car. It needs general overhaul. When you keep contending with sin, you need to pause and take time out with God. Something needs to be removed. There's a surgery. And this morning, after church, if you need me to pray with you along these lines, I will lay hands on you for God to touch you spiritually. That this weight, this thing that always keeps you down, might be broken. You know why God is, God is warning us in scripture? For our sakes. Because it is not he that begins a race that is saved, but he that what? Endures till the end. 1 Corinthians 6 from verse 9. When God says, know ye not. Are you seeing that on the screen? This is God's word. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit 
the kingdom of God. Hold on. Next word. What did you say? That means you can be deceived. To think that you can do the same thing and make it. He says, no, you can't. That means you can't mock God in redemption. When a man is redeemed, he keeps the word of God. When the seed of God abides in you, you have the propensity to be longing for obedience. And you don't make a practice of sin. Be not deceived. Neither fornicators. Nor idolaters. Nor adulterers. Nor effeminate. Effeminate is a term. That is used for men. That wants to look like women. It's an aspect of gayism. When a man feels like being a woman. He starts acting. It's drag queens. And today you find it in churches, especially in the Western world. They bring drag queens to minister. Is a minister now? They perform to the children as a, as a thing of fun within the church to make the church inclusive. The church is not an inclusive church. It's exclusive. For the Lord asks to the church daily search. So the search is exclusive to God, for no one comes to the Father except comes to me. Say the Father, what? So God draws. So it's God never. Here it is. Nor cheats, swindlers and thieves, nor greedy graspers, nor drunkards, nor foul-mouthed. Well, he's breaking it down. People are just foul in their thoughts, in their, in their speech. Hear this. He said, Be not misled, neither impure and immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor those. Now, remember, he's writing to the church. Because it's only by this word the church can be pruned. Because it's coming for a church without spot. And if that's where you're going to, don't deceive. Listen. Without this, you are going nowhere. Let the bishop tell you you are in the kingdom. We will know if himself is there or not. Jesus said that in the last days, in the book of Matthew, he says, many shall throng to me. Many compared to few. See the, see the ratio. God knows the end from, that means, majority of humankind will end in hell. For many shall come to me in that and says, Lord, Lord, in your name. That means including people inside church. Because they have known the name. In your name. That means we, we, you and I must really, really watch ourselves. Because Satan is not playing. This is the war in which we are in. It's the war for survival of our souls. And any... I'm coming. I will take a few thoughts this morning. Someone follow me this morning, George? If your eyes will make you sin, metaphor, 
He's telling you the dangers of hell compared to having eyes. It's nothing for eternity. That sin is not worth it. It can be pleasurable for a moment, but it brings death. James says, when a man is tempted, let no man say, God is tempting me. For God tempts no man with what? Evil. That means, where does evil lie? The heart of man. Jesus said, for out of the heart proceeds all evil thoughts. Ah! So if you know it's there, start supplanting that heart with the word of God. That's why it's the spirit that is saved. The, the soul, the mind, is not renewed. Don't let your soul cover your spirit. I repeat, don't let your soul do what? Take no what I'm saying. Because your soul can implicate your spirit and drag your spirit with it. Let your spirit drag the soul. And let your soul and your body follow the leading of the spirit. For every man is drawn away in his own don't go there. Okay, please. If you come back, go there. But come back here so we can finish it. Some say his own loss. That means everybody has loss. It's you that will work on it. If you don't work on it, it will work on you. And the end result is dangerous. That's why God is warning us ahead. So it's time to come. When you sit down and face the mirror and remove your shirt and say, Today we die here. Until you get that desperate, you still love it. You must hate it. When, when loss in there is conceived, it brings forth sin. When sin has fully has its cause, it brings forth death. So the end of loss is always death. But the man can be alive but had died. Adam, the day you eat of this fruit, you surely... Adam ate and he... Yet he... So that a man is living... Or a man is preaching doesn't mean he's alive. So preaching is not a sign of being alive. In fact, sometimes it's a sign that you're actually dead. You are doing it to cover. Sometimes giving is not a sign that you are spiritual. You are doing it to cover for your guilt. Maybe I can use this giving to appease God for the things I've stolen. Maybe, maybe God will have mercy because to balance it. So I give more. So sometimes, hmm, great philanthropist. These are people who are murderers, who have killed people for wealth. Who have stepped on people's life for wealth. So they are trying to balance it. Because they can't go back and say what we did was wrong. But in Christ Jesus, the spirit of reconciliation will enable you to say, I am wrong. Forgive me what I've done. Many will come in that day and say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy so it's not only about Clentos, Kepedega, I see, I see. It can be. But that's not the ticket to heaven. Sorry, I don't even know what he's doing. Because we feel that when we can prophesy, when we can see visions, then, then no, no, he says, he says, we prophesy in your name. In fact, we cast out devils in your name. In fact, we did mighty works. We built you cathedral. And he said, I actually never knew you. Because the ones that I know are the ones that obey 
So the sign that my spirit has truly worked in you for divine and truth regeneration is the fruit of obedience. Paul said, that might be blessed with the fruit of obedience unto all nations. Romans 1. Hallelujah. Know what ye not that the effeminate can we go back there this morning? KJV? Just leave it. Sorry, sorry. Amplified. Now I'm going to amplify it. Let's see it. And I want to beg you, when God speaks, don't trivialize it. I beg you. So that your blood will not be on your own because there's a blood at stake. And blood means life. Leviticus says, it says, for I have given you the blood for the altar. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. And if I hear the word blood, it means life. There is something in you you must kill. That thing that makes you feel, I must get what Rotimi has. Must it be he alone? Does he have two heads? Stop it. It's a thing you should kill. When it comes, you say, oh, you have come again, this thing, this thing in me. I've told you to leave me. Talk in the bus. They'll say, what, what thing do you say? Oh, they fight battle. Because that's the real battle. Oh, you didn't hear me. That's the real battle. Anytime you think, come, mommy, you t- sit down, you don't come again. You know the fear, Jesus, you don't come. Help me kill him. Help me, Jesus, kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him. Help me, Lord. Yes. Because if he doesn't kill it, to kill you. In fact, it's as killed you, as killed you already. I have come to a point where, you know, recently, as I, if I see my house now, I like other houses more than my house. Some them, ah, this house is bigger than your own. I said, ah, you will help? Me that I just got this one. Now, now you're telling me that. And I, I said, you know what? I like this one as it is. And that's all I want. Praise God. Praise God. I, I don't want anything. I'm, I'm telling you what is happening to me. So in my heart, I said, if I see the house, a fine house. Baby. You? You are enough from the Lord. You are a gift of God. Woo! Me alone though. Because suddenly I start seeing houses that are more beautiful. When I did, you didn't get me, that means there's nobody who won't come to. It's God's word that filters him away. There's an enemy that is unseen, and the things unseen are the real things. 2 Corinthians 4, from verse 18 says, Why we look not at the things which are seen? For the things which are seen are what? But the ones unseen are actually real. That's why I said, we cast down every imagination and every thought that wants to exalt itself above. So when those evil things come, they are tired. And they come every day. That means the battle is daily. 
In fact, I've told him, I said, if you bring this thought again, I'll go and live in a bush. She may have told me before. He, he, will, he will step back. Because he thinks that he's catching me. I said, if you try it again, I'll live in a bush. Amen, this morning? Am I preaching this morning? Is God speaking to you this morning? Because where we are going to, we must lay down every weight. When you carry weight, you know, when you have a man that is very big, it's easy to kill him with a gun. Because he has big size. Anyway, you shoot. If you're not, boom, boom, you get him. Because he's fat. You think I'm said? A man that is, that is thin, you have to, because you don't know where to beat him. The, all the body is like stick, so you're targeting. No, you, I'm not shooting you. But someone who, is, who has weight, you don't need to target, just do that. Anywhere, two, you wish, if you shoot a two, you get him. Two, that's how people that have weight in the spirit are easy praise to Satan. Small thing they are complaining. Small thing they are depressed. Small thing they are weighed down. And you think it's the weather or the economy. No, it's your state of heart. I want to go to eschatology, but I feel in my heart the Lord said, stay here for a while. This is the meal of my people this morning. Go back to where we were. As you hear these things, you must begin to walk on them. What are you hearing, man? Not those who participate in homosexuality, nor cheats, swindlers and thieves, nor greedy gaspers, nor drunkards, nor family travelers and slanderers, nor extortioners and robbers will inherit the kingdom or share in the kingdom of God. Next verse. Hear this clearly. And such were some of you once, but you were washed and clean, purified by a complete atonement for sin and made free from the guilt of sin. And you were consecrated, set apart, hallowed, and you were justified, pronounced righteous by trusting in the name of the Lord, Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Next verse. Everything. Now let's just hold on there. You are cleansed. Paul wrote to church in Ephesus. He says, if the Lord will not permit these ones to the kingdom, do not think you'll be allowed in also. For with these things, the wrath of God cometh on the children. So sin is not an option to play with. In this time in which we are in, we must begin to get away and stop normalizing and excusing it as my sin, as my cross. We must start laying it at the altar of God. Because the earlier we did, the better for us. Why? It leads to death. Hebrews 12, from verse 14. Hebrews 12, from verse 14. Remember, at this point of this writing, he's talking about the end of things from, from chapter 10. He says, so much the more, as we see the day approach, 
do not forsake what the assembling of yourself. That means the purpose of the assembling is to prepare us and fine tune us and get us aware and alert and ready for the appearing. That's the purpose of the assembling of the gathering of the saints, primarily. But guess what? This is what the church actually leaves out in the gathering. Every other thing is done. Save this, which is indeed the purpose. 1214. Follow peace with all men. In fact, let's read this in the Amplified Classic. I want it right there. Church. Wow. See what it said. Strive. Someone says strive. That means it will be easy. You must come to a point where you say, Bro, Timmy, I have crossed the line of offense. It can't even happen. So, even if offense comes, the deposit of love has what? Has buried it. For love covered a multitude. There will be sin. But is there enough love to cover it? So Paul says that your love may yet abound and increase yet more and more in all knowledge and judgment and discernment. Wow. Strive to live in peace with everybody and pursue that consecration. So they pursue. That consecration and holiness without which without which no man shall see the Lord. Wow. It simply means when you walk in hatred, you won't see God. For he that hated his brother abided yet in death. Let him hold microphone and preach till kingdom comes. He's preaching death from a river's reservoir of what? Death. Sir, are you, are you hearing me, sir? That's why we must daily examine ourselves whether we are, because we might think we are, and we are not. That's what it means. Strive to work peace with how many men? All men. In consecration and holiness, without which. That means one of the things that guarantees us sin God is that we walk in peace and holiness. That's what he's saying. And if you understand that, then nobody, everybody offends you, you see them as, oh, I've forgiven you several times. Amen? How many times in a day should my brother offend me? He says 490 times. How many hours are in a day? You can't be with your brother. 24 hours in a day. It means there's no room for offense. When they were arguing, who will be the leader? Do you know the, the apostles were actually fighting? The kingdom is not a place where he said the people of the world strive and manipulate, but in the kingdom is reversed. He that will lead must be servant, and a servant don't. Let me tell you this. How do I know the person I worked with for 20 years? It was a pastor in the church I attended, and I heard that he was launching a book. 
And everybody was doing look like Paddy. Hey, hey. This was in 1991, 92. And I went to him. I said, sir, I heard you want to launch a book. He said, yes. I said, what can I do to help you? Everybody came to him as Paddy. I came as a servant. Before God, whom I stand, as I said that, he shook me. He said, what did you say? I said, what can I do to help you? He reached forth his hand in his pocket and gave me his card. See me in my office. Uh -uh. What did we carry? What did we throw? I saw him in the office. Three months after in the church, they felt I was his younger brother. They felt we are blood brothers. He didn't know me from Jack. But because I yielded to serve, the kingdom was given. But when you seek the kingdom, you won't find it. When you seek to serve, we give in to you. Let that, that thing of I will drive his car. He'll be sharing. Invite for the book. When I'm tired, he will drive. I'll be sharing. At a point in time, he was going for vacation for two months. He said, Mozu, he said, please, you sleep in my house. I said, no, sir. You have siblings. Your wife has brothers. Your, you, your wife is from Ibadan. Your, your parents are in Ibadan. Your, your, they're all living there. How can you tell me to stay in your house for two months? Please tell your brother. He said, ah. He told me, say, Mozu, you don't understand. It's only you that can stay in my I was in UI. I was shuttling from his house to school for two months until he came back. He didn't know where I was from. He didn't know my parents. If I, he didn't know if I was a criminal in church. But anyone that truly starts with the heart of God, the glory of God will be revealed. For God to do great things in our lives, flesh must die. One day, he sent me on an errand to Lagos. And then, there was change. Someone said change. He gave me one five for transport. So I went, I changed like 400 naira. And I went to the office. His second in command said, we've done the work, everything done. Okay, this is the change. He like this. He said, drop it. I dropped it. And I walked out. He won't do that. I had his story. I know he, he won't do that. Yeah. But, two years after, we came to the office to work. He said, Mozo, please, all the company's checks have to be with you. I don't want to keep the check of the company. I know it's safe in your hands. Anytime we need to spend money, just let me know. Tell me what to sign, I sign, but keep it. And instruct me on what to do on expenditures when they need arises. Or should I sign for you on the check so that you need Juan? I said, no, 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 I don't want that. Do you think if I had eaten the 400 Naira, he would give me a check? Someone say 400 Naira. Say 400 Naira. 
at a time in history in that account, we had over 20 to 30 million in the account. No, just take money. All the account officers of the account, they thought I'm the one that owns the company because it's me they know. So I just carried my wife, we are hammered, we are going to Bahamas or one place that nobody knows. Then in 20, 20, 2008, ah, 30 million is big money. Ah, she will hammer, I will hammer. And then after we have hammered and hammered, we will become hammer ourselves. But I'm saying that the greed in man can be solved when we yield ourselves to God. As believers, you can't live like unbelievers. Watch this. Hebrews 12. Where, where are we? 14. Amplified. Classic. Strive to live in peace with everybody. But me, you know why? I can't test poison to see how it will affect somebody else. You think I said? You see, bitterness, strife, offense is like poison. You know, when you are offended against someone, you are taking poison for yourself against someone. The person will see, in fact, they will bury you. You say, ah! Offense destroy your health. You saw that your neck bone is not, you, you are thinking that, brought me my help, brought me my help. This neck bone, you know, rejoice. Forgive. The bone will heal. Those things kill cells. I'm not joking, no. That's why God kept saying, rejoice and rejoice and hold no one in your heart. He says, he says, he says, he says, he says, for anyone who is cheerful, he says, he's bone. He said, but the one who is sad is rottenness in the bones. When the bone is rotting, that means death is already coming out. The person is already dead. But it's a matter of time for it to reach out. That's why you can't afford in this time. And guess what? Who is stoking it? Satan. Verse 15. Help me. Help me this morning. Exercise foresight. And be what? On the watch. To look after. That's the spirit of God. You are looking for who to bless. It's only my wife I can't give out. I can't give her out. I will keep anything else can go. My wife, my children know they can go. And I, I can, of course, if I, if I give you my wife, I finish. So that one, we know, we're not sharing. But anything else, we can share it. Someone say amen. You know why? I know those things are not mine. No man receives anything except if given to him by the Lord. And when God gives you, he should be able to tell you to let it go. Do good to all. God says, especially. Don't say especially. Bro, Sunday brings water every Sunday to church. Amen? Someone gave us fish and, um, and onions. I said, no, we can't eat this fish alone and onions. Someone will share from it. Are you hearing me in church? We had two macaronis. I said, ah, we can't eat two alone. If we eat, at least if we eat someone, someone will eat two. So she brought one macaroni. Give someone. 
and you say, God will not bless us. You know why? He knows if he enters his hand, it will go back. Someone say, Amen. He that has, more shall be given. He that has nothing, or he that thinks he has nothing, that small word he has shall be taken. So the way to get and multiply is to give by the leading of the Spirit. Not by someone who weaken you. Not by showing, I'm not showing to receive. Let's leave that. Where was I? Exercise foresight and be on the watch to look at one another. To see that no one falls back and fails to secure God's grace. His unmerited favor and spiritual blessings. Now watch this. In order that no root of resentment or rancor or bitterness or hatred shoots forth and cause trouble and bitter to- that means anyone who is, in, who is resentful is in torment so why would you torment yourself are you seeing the reason why you should let go now from today no more envy say no more envy no more strife no more resentment no more fighting for myself because God fights for you Resentment will destroy you. And it resides in the realm of the flesh and the mind. And it must be flushed out. Because when that thing is there, Satan has tools to work with. You know tools box? There's some tools box that is complete. Anything that happens, there's a tool to fix it. Some people, their life, they are complete tools back for Satan. Every tool is everything. Hatred, anger, malice, gossip, unforgiveness, adultery, fornication. Every walk of the flesh. You know, what about Paul right? He will say, and such like. Every such like is there. So every time he's walking about, he will just call it tools. He knows where to get. Tools. You ask him, which one? Is it 8 or 12? No, 14 and a half. And bring rent with it. I need, I need someone to show anger in church and slap everybody. You say, oh, I'm there. Who do I slap? <laughs> you just open your heart. You say, I have 14, I have gold and silver. Which one? Is it gold or it's silver? That means you have them even in grades. Wow. And when he's filled with that, the spirit of God can never work with you. You might stand ministering. You might stand taking. But you know deep down your heart. You are far from him. He said these people with their lips. They what? But their hearts. So why? Then are you there? That's why he says. Many on that day we said to me. Lord, Lord, we did this. He said I never knew because your heart had never been with me. So it's time to kill it. But no root of bitterness. Some say root. There can't be a root without a seed. For it to have grown root, that means you've allowed it to what? To grow. 
never sleep. He said, while men slept, the enemy came and watched so tears. He said, didn't I sow wheat in this place? How come they stayed? He said, why, why they slept? Never sleep. You know how you sleep? When you let your gas down from reading the scripture. It is the word of God that makes you alive. For God's word is what? It's quick and active. It's alive. It's sharp. When you sit on the word of God, you'll be alive. When those thoughts start coming, you identify them. Someone say, Ben, this morning. No bitterness. I came to pastor's house. He didn't give me water. Ah, forgive him. What's worse? Pastor. Ah, shall you say you be pastor? Don't you know the Bible says, First Timothy 3. It says, for a pastor must be hospitable. Ah, ah, you are breaking scripture. You didn't give me water. Ah, if I'm a true pastor, I won't be offended. So, ah, you are more righteous than I am. Sorry. It's not because I didn't give you. In fact, in my heart, if I had given you, I thought, by the time I explain, we say, oh, and it's true. Sometimes he will think he has done it. There are many times I will, I will feel like calling Pastor Richard or calling Ramonel. And now, in my heart, I've called. So when they come, I say, ah, didn't I call you? He said, no, you didn't call. Ah, but I've called in my heart too. It does happen. So we leave room, let Satan take advantage of us. And the reason is he wants to get at God. But through you. No bitterness. No offense. Must be allowed to grow. Because when these things happen, hear the result. And the many become what? Contaminated and defiled. That means, can a believer be defiled? Yes. Can I be contaminated? Yes. By God. He says, how? By bitterness. You are bitter against your siblings. One brother said, no. He didn't mean well for me. I will not mean well for him. I for an... No. It will lead to defilement. We must all rise up to this, to this understanding in the spirit. And kill it. Because it leads to defilement and contamination. Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. Verse 31 and 32. Ephesians 4, 31, 32. You know why God kept saying this? Because man has the tendency of harboring bitterness. And guess what? In the early church, ah, they were bitter. There was so much wrangling and infighting. If you hear how churches fight for position, they didn't make me ex- why zid? When you know how people struggle and scheme, ah, and God yet sees the hearts of everyone. And the reason you are responding like this is because you felt like you are qualified for a position and it wasn't given to you. In fact, the fact that you are thinking like that makes you unqualified. 
The moment that thought comes and you react and respond because you had no position and then you begin to react negatively, it means if they have given to you, it will have killed you. God needed, in fact, the reason God removed you is to try that area of weakness if you have outgrown it. But right now you have shown God that, Lord, I'm still there yet and you remain there until you outgrow it. Because it's people like that that will want to be heard in meetings of leadership and will want to have their way all the time because they feel they have an entitlement to the position. So when the association is not taken to, it becomes a thing of conspiracy. They start looking for those to, to contaminate because such heart will destroy. You think I said? That's when they start looking for allies like them. Do you think that pastor was right by not obeying or by not following what we said? Not really. Ah, no, no, no. It's true. But who does he think he even... Whereas that wasn't there. So the seed is now being sown. That's why God didn't allow you in the first instance to be there. Because he will destroy his work. He's actually helping you. So he doesn't destroy you. Who cares who is the leader? Or oh, you think I love to be a pastor? You, 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 you think so? If you know what I go through, you run. You leave it and do what? And run away. You think I love sitting in the front? No, for information, I don't. So those are praying. Now, when will I become? Uh, if you want to become, uh, take my. It's not my to preach. Uh, you can, is he preaching? Everybody can preach. You can preach. Brethren, the Lord is calling you. Preach. When you finish, when you get home. Did God call me or I'm calling myself? At that time, maybe too late. This must not be there because it's poisonous. And Satan is on the edge. He told Cain, if you have done well, will, will you not be accepted? Now, because you've done evil, sin lieth. Ah. I feel something, man. Satan is not sparing. You know what I'm saying this? So you start preparing your heart before he comes. Because surely he will. So when he comes, you tell him, I've been taught. And so this is the thing the pastor is saying. Pastor, I'm feeling like fighting you. Like you taught us. I don't know, I don't know why you, but I just feel offended. <laughs> I lay hands on me and I cast it out. Amen. And I'll say, you think we go already is being exposed yes, yes. for he that covereth his sin shall not prosper, but he that forsakes and confesses it shall what shall find mercy. The days we are in is dangerous. For there's a way that seemed right. May I not walk by what I seem or what I feel. Don't let me say this. If I made a good example, but don't let me, let me give an example. He said, "Bitterness contaminates, <laughs> but in every area of contamination, there's room for it to be reversed if people are willing." And they came to the river that was called Bitter, Meribah, and said, "Lord." 
We are thirsty, but this water is bitter. He told Elijah, take a cruise of salt. This morning I take the cruise of salt in the spirit. And I point to every heart of resentment. I declare they are healed. In the name of Jesus. For there will be a reversal of the contamination. By the spirit of God. And they came from Sinai. And entered the desert. And the water was bitter. He said take a stick. By the power of the cross. He's healed. You might think it's impossible to forgive, but this man did it is possible. For some of you, it's your parents. You felt they didn't do enough for you. For some of you, it's the people that you've submitted yourself to before as spiritual leaders. They, they misused you. They deceived you and you, you have not forgiven them in your heart. You are saying, if, if not for them, you'll have gone beyond where you are. And it's true. But it's time to let go. Finally. Let it go. Finally. And God will start doing something new in your heart. In the name of Jesus. It is not against them. It's for your own good. And if Satan will sit down, he will find that ember and keep reminding you of the ill they've done. For Stephen, who wasn't Jesus, but saw the example of the Lord while they were stoning him. The first martyr, the proton martyr. Father, lay this charge on none of them. And Saul had that. It's from the mouth of Stephen, he knew that Jesus is the Lord. Because Stephen said, and I see the Lord. And Paul had it. When he said that, they closed their ears and all together, one accord took stone, ran at him and break his head. It was smashed. But he has said what he saw in the spirit. I see the Lord Jesus standing at the right hand of what? The majesty on high. That's why when he called, Saul, Saul, he says, who art thou, Lord? Because he had Stephen preach without resentment, even at the point of death. If you can let go, salvation will come. This morning, I will say a few more things and I will close. So we can go back home and think through these things. Ephesians 4. So they all bitterness. That means God, God knows he's there. It can be there. But for him to say let it go, it means it can also go. Let all bitterness. Sometimes you might be amazed it's between husband and wife. He's just, he's, he's not spoken. But something happened that he's just there. Once in a while it will, it will come up and he will react. She will react. And she will know that it's that bitterness that is making that reaction to rise. Sometimes it can be between colleagues in the office. It must not be mentioned. Let it go. And for, you know, sometimes it can be against the Lord himself. I found many foolish beings getting angry against the Lord. Say, are they vexed for God? Thank God it's not me. I'm vexed for it's, it's God. I will finish you on the spot. 
There are people that are angry with God. That God, why have you not answered me till now? Ah! I can't say forgive God. Forgive yourself. I repent. And tell God, Lord, you are more righteous than I. Help my foolishness. Help my unrighteousness. Help my unbelief. Help my heart. Let your will be done. For I am frail, for I am dust. Who is me to speak against my maker? But Lord, I have spoken against you in ignorance. Have mercy on your handmaiden. And let your glory and your mercy prevail in the place of judgment. I think this should be a prayer of someone here this morning. I feel so in my spirit. Yeah, you may just pray a prayer to the Lord. That he has mercy on you. Amen. Why? Because of the days in which we are in. Let all bitterness and in judge it says it says resentment and and, 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 and and rage, bad temper, anger and and quarreling. Listen, if anytime you have opportunity to visit a brother, never go to gossip. In fact, anyone that comes to you to gossip, never open your door trapezing for life. Including pastor. In fact, I will not even come. I will come all on your invitation. Because sometimes, I don't know the state in which you are. So I, can, I, I will just budge in. I, I just come to visit you. Did I invite you? I want to rest. Pastor, I want to rest. But when you want pastor, pastor, please, can you come visit me? Oh, yeah, I can come. What time? Okay, give me some time. I'll, I'll let you know when I can come. I'm not eager to come and visit you. Ah, hey you, I've not come to your house. When am I coming? And when I come in, I need a fat seed. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, anyone who's anointed can't just come empty-handed. You must prepare for me. I'm coming. Let a seed be made ready so you can make contact with the so I can give you impartation. Do you know men of God do that as you speak? I mean, Pastor, I they do that. How did very well, man? I, I know it. And when they come, they'll say, ah, the seed they even give did not, they will sit and pray for you. I saw a church member lay hand on his pastor when he gave the pastor one million dollars. He said, Pastor, I'm giving one, the pastor, and he came and lay and rat. No. The less is blessed of the, that means that man is not great. Offense will come. But woe to him through whom it comes. In fact, it is better for that person not to have been. Uh, then does of his offense, his bitterness, what it eventually? No. That's what God says. Go without it. Um, Brush, he didn't come on time to carry us or as, as they enter the car. Um, um, ite and ini, and uh, you know. They now stood in the car and they were doing Changlova. No, Connie. Amen. This is how it starts. Mommy, are you hearing me? 
They say, the, the last time we did um, get together, so who took more rice? In fact, somebody took two meat, but of my meat. And you didn't remember that shishi, you didn't drop. And that person gave actually like 100,000. And just took one meat, but of your meat. And you're offended. Whereas, No, I'm not telling you. To see how wicked Satan can be. You will not see all the goodness is one meat. That's why I should come to feast. Lord, if I eat, fine. I don't eat, I give you praise. In fact, I'll make sure every person eats first before I eat. You need to break away from that. Let no root. That means it's not power. If anybody offends you, you know what you're going to do? Call the person. I say, see you. See how I feel. I just feel this way, but I, and, and I don't want it to grow. In fact, he said, George, if your brother offends you, go to him. If he's not changing, go to one elder. You say, call the whole church, council. Airway, Shuyo. Attack Bosilori. Ekbo Draw. And the church, Bible says we can send him away. In the spirit of God that is so may be saved. We give him to the people we should give to Satan when we know true who they are. So the more you come, the more we start knowing who to give to Satan to help. Pastor, could anybody? That's, that's the end of service. Because there's another foolish church that's willing to give them pastoral position. Ah, they don't know your words. Have you heard before? Somebody say, this church don't know my gift things. You don't have any gift. Anyone that trumps his own gift is pride. It is the Lord that calls. When he has truly proven you. Do you know that the, the procedure for, for those things should be proven? Paul said in verse 23, he says, let he that will use the office of a deacon be first proven. And there are many ways by which you can prove men. You can prove them by distant observation for years. You won't know that they're watching you. One day, the other say, we've been watching you. Really? For the past 14 years. Ah, ah, ah. And not 14 years, you think that nobody's watching you. Now in this place, there's a procedure for ranking. Should have gone through assistant manager to first grade manager to second, third grade. But from what you've seen in you, you should move from level one to level eight. So the place you were thinking you should have been that they didn't give actually you are going there in one swap. But now in righteousness. That's why you must learn to be patient and hold on to God. Let no root of bitterness. Are you following me? Before you got a job, Lord, I will do anything. I will cut my head only. I won't add neck. Brought to me, gave me the parable that so, so make me laugh. He said, sometimes, Pastor, people, even when you cut your head for them, they will say, He said, You give people your head. They say, Ah, it even adds small neck. Which neck will you use to eat the head? <laughs> The head has already gone. You say they need neck to eat the head. Uh, uh, Adam's children. <laughs> Adam's children. Oh, my Adam. 
when I had that, I laughed. But he consoled me for a while. I asked, I when I said, what else do you want the Lord to do for you that he has not done? At every instant in your life, when you, when you need help, somehow he came, even without you asking for it, God showed here, he has you tattooed in his hands. And yet, at the times of critical time in life, when you need to rest and wait on patiently, you feel that the Lord is delaying. I will close this morning. Samuel and Saul. God gave the instruction to, to Saul. Go fight the battle. But to consecrate the war, the prophet must do it. That's the instruction. No matter how pressed you are, no matter where the enemy is, in my divine sovereignty, they will never come to attack you except I give the go-ahead. So never let anything pressure you to go against the rule established. First Chronicles, you were in yesterday. They were doing the right thing, but in the, right, in the wrong procedure. Uzzah and, what's his name? Ahil. They were carrying the cart. Whereas if they had gone to read the law, the instruction, it wasn't them. They had gotten familiar with the cart. Because it has been in the house of their father, Obed, Edom. And so they have used to it, so they want to carry it. God have left them. When the ark was falling, the cart was falling, they ran to hold the box. By instruction, the Muslim, this is the holy thing of God. It wasn't because Levites were even holy. God just consecrated them in his mercy. Not because they were qualified, but God qualified them. That's why they didn't take it for granted. That's why you hear the Levite say, I am a Levite. Don't you know we have the authority? Glory to God. I have, I have authority. Sorry, I'm doing leg like para. They were doing the right thing, but wrongly. And God killed Uzzah. And David was angry. Who determines what a year is? Wow, you see how far we are to God. You see how, how far we have gone to define things. Who says something is bad? Who defines good? You see, we define good and bad based on how, how we feel. Joseph told the brothers, you meant it for evil, but God knew that it would turn. So, your, so what was actually evil is not evil. Actually it's good. But someone had to pay for it. But in that hardness, it was still good. Someone here I'm saying. That means you don't define what good and evil is. It's God. Saul saw the armies. They were close. Someone say close. Samuel hasn't come. But the reason, the reason Saul could not wait, there was already bitterness in his heart. There was a broken fence already because he had disobeyed God. That was the reason he couldn't wait. 
anyone who harbors sin and bitterness is hard to hear God truly. You will think you're hearing God, but actually you're hearing the flesh. It was hard. Saul reigned for 40 years, but by the second year, God has left him. He was there for 38 years without God. And at the minute he took the knife to sacrifice, as he caught the animal to split the blood for the victory, Samuel appeared. He said, Ah! Oh, he should have waited. But now it's over. You have usurped the authority and the procedure of God. As he was going, he wanted to beg. No, there's no beg. It's not, that's why even Judas, the Bible says Judah repented or he had remorse. But he couldn't repent. Maybe I should share this in short this morning. But maybe I won't share it. When an evil thing happens and you can't confront a person, you're in a dangerous place. In trying to beg Samuel, he held, Samuel has got this cat tall. He said, ah, the Lord has finished the kingdom. As he had, he said, so your kingdom has been torn from you. In that same battle, Saul died. We can think we are fighting the battles of God. But actually it's not. It's our battle. And what brings men to confrontation and something evil happens is because they've broken contact with God. And most times the believer knows. I will close this morning. There are a few things I wanted to share as a precursor. But I won't. Our time is up. No bitterness. In fact, bitterness will delay the blessing. It will push it forward. If eventually it doesn't kill it. And who is the one that stokes it? It's Satan. And as a virtue of sin, the sin nature, the tools are available. He's there in man. But almost consciously not seek our own glory. For Paul says, for we did not take this, this office to glorify and, and get advantage for ourselves like others. And therefore, let's live circumspectly. Let's love. Victor, are you hearing me this morning? Have love one for another. Rejoice with yourselves. For it's on that platform that the Spirit of God tribes. He said Galatians 5 verse 6 he says for in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor avails anything but faith that works through love. You can't have faith if you don't work in love and you can't work in love until you are taught and you're not just taught by word you are taught by precept Acts 1.1, 1, 1, the things that Christ both began to do and teach. Christ didn't just teach. He did it. This is how men will know that you are the sons and daughters of your father in heaven. You are a believer. 
the spirit of Christ dwells in you. Show forth that life according to the spirit of grace. Amen.